Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. So I guess we'll guess we'll do it old school. Old school. All right. Welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. I am Ian. And I'm here with Kevin. Hey guys. Mm-hmm. You know I I can't. I got to do Steve one of these days. I got to like play Steve uh, on the show so I can say welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. I can't believe we're doing another episode of Free Fallers Podcast or something like that. <laughs> right. Because I always want to say, alone. what, another one? <laughs> what, another episode? Holy shit. Uh, not to mention, you know, me playing lead. Yeah, but Actually, you, did no, good to- you did a good job last time. Oh, yeah. It's just we had technical difficulties, but yeah. I, I, I think we will handle it. We did the last time with despite everything. <laughs> oh, I was trying to remember what technical difficulties we had, but it was my audio. Yeah, I remember. Now. Yeah, it was your audio. I think you were on your webcam or something. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, at that time, I was on my phone, so my audio was shitty all the time. <laughs> and you couldn't hear that my audio was shitty. Nope. Yeah. Cool, man. So, uh. I guess we should move on with everyone's week, right? Yeah, I think we should. Everyone's. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, where are the other two guys at? Um. Well, Andy is in full-blown farm mode. He is like farm engineer extraordinaire, Farmville, happy plotting, whatever. Turnip day, Wednesday. I don't know what he's doing, but he's... Out, he he called me before the show and he said, "Listen, man, I hate to miss a show, another show, but he's got to get his work done, and that's what he does for a living." So I was like, "Listen, don't sweat it, dude. It's yeah, not like absolutely. you're, you know, you're excusing yourself from the show to go hang out with your wife or anything like that." Oh, that's right. That's what Steve's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Andy had Damn a good idea, Steve. and but we're too much we're too much of gentlemen not to go through with it. But Andy had a good idea. He said, "You guys should do a show on how much you hate Steve and I and the reasons why." He was like, "That would be a great show. I'd listen." And I'm like, "I'm sure many people would listen to that." Oh yeah, absolutely. And of course, we all know, you know, Andy sucks, and especially that button. Yeah. Uh, which, which you're button free tonight, dude. Absolutely. So suck it, Andy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and we should add that. Yeah, we would do a show like that. Uh, but I, I, there might be one of those two. I don't know who that might not be, you know, too inclined to laugh about himself and have a good sense of humor. So he has a sense of humor, but I, I don't really don't want to push it. Oh yeah, agreed. I don't know agreed. which one that would be, but it probably wouldn't Who be knows. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, Steve's out with his wife tonight. I think it's their fifth wedding anniversary. I think he posted. Thank God for faith Facebook because that's what I saw it on. And nice. uh, yeah, so I hope they're enjoying their, themselves. And Andy uh, is in the cornfield or the fields. 
And hopefully he finishes up soon because I know he said he was behind due to weather and stuff like that. So, well, I hate to bring a show down that's already down because we're missing fifty percent, and it's me and you, and we suck as it is. But Andy <laughs> also told me that he's probably not going to make Winter Bash, which I was that just I was really pissed off at that. I was like, I don't care if you miss the show, but now I'm not going to see a Winter Bash, dude. Because he's got so much work to do, he said he it, it might. He said it might work out. It all depends on the weather, and you know that's his bread and butter. So you really can't blame him for it either. I'm like, uh, absolutely. Without that, you're not going to have a hobby, you know, because you won't have any money to spend on it. So it's cool. Yeah, it right. is what it is. Right, exactly. So how's your week been? Oh, dude, my week was awesome. I really had a great weekend. It was a four day weekend. I was on call for the first time with the new job, uh, Thanksgiving morning and Friday morning. And anybody from my old job who's listening, they can also suck it because my on call is only three hours, uh, each morning, like, like roughly 730 to 1030. So, uh, nice. and it was good. I got one call Thanksgiving morning, but I, I don't have to, I could, could have done the call laying in bed. Uh, you know, I opened up my laptop and I had to reset something and that was it done. <laughs> Took me like five minutes. Wow. Yeah. And so now I got hours, you know, to work out for comp time, you know, or whatever I want to use. I can basically, basically I earn vacation time, you know, which is cool. Right. I dig it. It's, it's been different. And man, I swear it's once a day I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing at, uh, my old job driving into manhattan and it's usually when i'm on a drive you know from a 45 minute drive from one site to another where i'm i'm laughing and it's just like oh man guys can all suck it (laughs) wow it's freaking great i there's days where i'm like i can't believe i get paid to do this this is freaking awesome i'm really having a good time at work and it's it's you know it's it's challenging in its own way but it's cool you know the, the the people i work with are amazing people and uh it's just a, it's a good, I'm, I'm glad I eventually got through the, through the, the, the job searching years and years and finally found a, a decent place to work at. Absolutely. So yeah, so call was cool. And then Thanksgiving was really good. My kids were nuts about like my son-in-law had the pressure cooker, the big oil vat thing, you know, out in the garage. I helped them put that together. And then they were like, they were all set up and ready for Thanksgiving, like, they had bought one turkey, you know, like a couple weeks ago, and then they bought another one, and then he's got the infused stuff. I don't even know how that works. Like, you inject the turkey with this, like, flavoring yeah. or whatnot. So they bought two more turkey breasts, and and it did, like, four different kinds. They were all, like, psyched and, and ready to cook, like, turkey. So, yeah, he did four different kinds of turkey. They did one in the oven, and they did three outside in the in the you know the deep fryer and the deep fryer stuff man that, i've had that before and that's just amazing it was so good we had so much wow. food and we had a couple of their friends over and my sister you know was was over and helping out and it was just cool it was good um my daughter almost set fire to the house which was also pretty cool yeah she <laughs> she had green bean casserole that she put on broil for about five minutes and then we heard oh my god fire fire and we all jumped up and opened the oven door and of course there's flames shooting out <laughs> and the smoke detectors are going off and i'm like where are the potholders and then the guy that was you know one of my 
daughter's friends, um, you know, the, the couple was over and he grabbed the potholders and grabbed it and ran outside with it. And, uh, you know, crisis averted. You know? Oh my God. Thanks, Thanksgiving on, but it was good, dude. We had a lot of food. Like I said, a lot of food left over, man. I ate Turkey for like three days after that, but Friday was awesome. Friday, uh, had the day off. I did. They went out shopping for Black Friday. I was like, listen, there's like one or two things I need to get, and I can order that, or I can get that anytime. So I didn't go with them. But uh, so I hung out, like kind of messing around uh, in the garage, just doing a few things. And then I got on Discord Friday night, which was uh, really cool. Man, it was like podcast uh, guests extraordinaire. You know, there was how many different podcasts do we have guests from? Oh, man. Frank from Skids Up was there. Right, Frank showed up uh, for a little bit. Yeah, Frank showed up. Um, Monty and Shaggy, Shaggy and Apollo were on there. Yeah, yeah, it was great to talk uh, to those guys. And then um, uh, Kevin and Gucci. No, Kevin and uh, Scott Graham was on. Yeah, and, I think- and then we also had a new one to uh, Discord, which was uh, Brandon Cooper was on. He actually started the lobby. Yeah, I saw him. I saw his name, but I didn't. I don't think I talked to him. Uh, I saw his name in in the chat, but the McClellan showed up. I got to talk to Devin, of course, and uh, Rob were in there. And, yeah, you know, we're just talking about different things. It was a lot of fun. I actually did some simming, which I thought was cool. I hadn't simmed in a long time, so simming was good. Nice. Yeah, and then I went out to the field on Saturday, man, and Saturday was. Was it Saturday? Yeah. Saturday was, it was a good day at the field, man. I brought two planes, two helicopters, and that little F9F, I I don't know what was going through my mind, but I think the last time I flew it, I flew it twice, and the first flight was all wacky, and the second flight was kind of mellowed out, you know, and I had it flying good. And then I thought, like, that morning, Saturday morning, I'm like, I think I remember the ailerons being way too twitchy, and I wanted to tone them down, so I toned them down, and that was... The, this is one thing, kids, if you're going to fly a model and you're not sure about settings, fly it again once more on the settings that flew halfway decent because I tried to take off twice and I didn't have enough ailerons and it it kind of rolled in uh, twice but didn't really do much damage. It's a small little light, you know, foamy. And once I made uh, those changes and a couple of the guys that feel glued, a couple of things that had cracked and... It was funny. They're like, yeah, put some glue here. Okay, over here and hold this here. And I'm like, it really doesn't matter because it's probably not going to be in the air for too much longer. It's probably most likely it's going to plow into the ground again. And they were laughing and I was like, and I was right because the next flight I flew, I took off, flew. I think I changed something as it was flying and then it just did a death spiral right into the ground. But what what happened was it, it, it really, it broke the wing tip off. Uh, but didn't really crinkle the foam that bad. It's really in, still in good shape, but I hit the uh, the gully where there's some water, so I had to do a little four-wheeling and drive out there and take my shoes and socks off and wade out into the gully there and uh, yeah, grabbed it and came back, and it was it was funny because I was flying the next couple flights like barefoot and felt like Frank Chia, Chichia, Chia. <laughs> um, but, dude, I flew the 300 extra, that plane – dude that plane is awesome with i don't i've i have a just an 
a regular, you know, no frills receiver in it. There's no safe. There's no bloody freaking. <laughs> there's no nothing in that thing. You know, there's no safe. There's no AS3X. There's no anything. Bare um, bones. I was trying to. I was trying to do my uh, my Scotty uh, from Star Trek. No bloody A B C. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's nothing in there doing any kind of stabilization, dude. And that thing is an awesome plane. I'm just enjoying it more and more. I impressed the hell out of a couple of plankers out the field as I came whipping around and put it in a knife edge, and I went screaming like the whole length of the runway. I wasn't low; I was up pretty high. But because uh, this is the first time trying to do a knife edge with this thing, and I just like firewalled it and had the rudder all the way over, and it just straight line went right across the sky and. They looked at me and they were like, holy shit, that was awesome. I was like, yeah. Huh? I was like, I used to be able to fly <laughs> formations like that, but I'm still working on that. You know, it's been a while since I've flown a plane. So right. I flew the Oxy-5 a bunch of times, man. And, uh, dude, had a great time. That is just, that helicopter, man, just awesome. I love that helicopter. I have so much fun with that thing, that stupid thing. And I'm getting my, I'm getting my TikTok, my tail down TikToks down to where I'm like, not only can I, do put them up down left right wherever as the disc is facing me i'm starting to move it out like to the right and to the left like to where i'm like side in now and i'm pretty soon i already started doing some skids in like tail down tiktoks i I don't think it'll be long before i'm actually like moving it completely around 360 which would be pretty cool because i've done that on the sim yeah it's just dude the tiktoks are like nothing anymore and my side in stuff is you know pretty good um you know nose right or left just nose down. I did a few, but I did them up really high. Uh, I got to just start doing right. some more nose in stuff, you know, because I don't do that enough. Yeah, me either, to be honest. And like, as far as TikToks go, my my TikToks are still kind of yeah. I mean, I can do them pretty decent on like my seven hundred, and it's just like I think what it is with the skids in, since it's like a completely different orientation, it's like that's something I really do need to work on, let alone, you know, try to uh, work on like aileron TikToks, you know, because a lot yeah. of people like seeing it on the field. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's not an orientation I'm like familiar with, you know, that I've really done much work on, so I haven't even done it. So it's like, that's probably something I need to get on the simulator and actually work on. The nose right are similar to like this is just you know my over fifty dumbass interpretation of TikToks, <laughs> TikToks, and uh, it's it's just like the nose right for me are almost the same like timing as the tail down like because there's nothing because when you do nose left the tail's pushing you down instead of keeping it up if that makes any sense right and it really doesn't keep it up right. that much it's just it's more of a force over. When, when you're doing nose left, I find myself more like forcing it over quicker and back quicker to keep the altitude. You know, I don't know. It's something you have to, to mess around with to understand. Absolutely. But Andy, he likes doing nose left and he's told me he finds them easier, but I like doing nose. I can transition from right. I can transition to those three. I just want to, I'm still trying to work on my nose down. Right. But yeah, dude, had a great time at the field. I had purchased a new small generator from from uh where did I get it from? Tractor Supply. One of those little $150 sportsman generators, 1000 watts. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and I wanted to see how that would work with my charging setup. And my charging setup is two 12-volt server power supplies putting out 24 volts. So I started to do some calculations beforehand, like wattage-wise, uh, you know, as far as, okay, if it puts out 1,000 watts at 120 volts AC, like how many watts am I going to be good at or how much, you know, draw on 12, on 24 volts, you know, how many amps am I basically going to be able to pull out of it? And I was very surprised. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head what the calculations were that I had. Uh, but I started out at five amps, you know, charging one battery. Then I went up to seven and a half. And at one point I was at 12 and a half and the generator was ramping up. You know, it's a little generator, dude. It's like a quarter of the size of my Ryobi one. It's literally like the size of a lunchbox, <laughs> you know, sm- uh, a large <laughs> lunchbox, really. Or um, I don't know what uh, I don't know. It's about, you know, 24 by about 12 by maybe about 24 high, you know, so it's pretty small. And that thing did did great. And the one thing I love about this stupid, cheap-ass generator is it's got a petcock on there, man. I can shut that fuel off and let it run out. So the carb's not oh, getting yeah. gummed up, you know, sitting. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was I was happy with that that thing. And, you know, I'm going up to Winter Bash, and I wasn't sure. I'm Dude, I'm sure, like, anybody I talked to would let me charge stuff. But, you know, I... I'd like to have options and stuff like that. You know, I, I don't. Absolutely. I don't want to be a burden to anybody either. Yeah. It's like when I went down to Winter Bash, like me, Keith, and um, Josh McDonald, we all went in, all three on the camper and everything. And after I already booked the camper, I was calling and getting some details for, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what the camper is going to need, like when we get there kind of thing. He's like, well, I don't, so I don't supply generators anymore. And he's like, and it's like, Oh, great. So I, I had already gotten the camper. It was already too late. It was like less than like a few weeks. So it's like, well, shit. So I rented a, a, a good size generator that can easily power the camper. And I had to bring it down to Florida with us. Damn dude. You would think they would tell you that. Like, that's like, other than the I, camper, it was that's like the there, number they, one they, thing they, you need. Right. They had advertised that they had it at one point, but they they said like, you know, the previous year they quit doing it because, you know, people were bringing them back fucked up. You know, it, you know, people were having problems with them, you know, mechanically or they would mess them up. And then whenever the next person, there was problems with it. So they ended up doing away with it. Oh, wow. So I ended up bringing a big ass generator with, I mean, it's like, I didn't really bring a whole lot. I mean, I brought like four helis and then Keith, you know, as always, he brings a, a hobby shop, Yeah. but that's how he's able to throw down like he does because he breaks shit. He goes back to the campsite, fixes it, and then goes, gets his ass right back out there on the flight line. So dude, one more thing about <coughs> flying on Saturday that we had happen at the field and I have... I've seen this happen to myself, but I caught it. Um, <laughs> this happened before I even showed up, too. Um, right. I don't know, man. I, maybe it's I, I got to accept this as I get older that the guys that I hang out with that are older are going to do stupid shit. 
just because they're old. <laughs> like, but I don't know. I, I, this is the first time I've ever heard of this happening and maybe it's happened to, I don't know, other people, but, uh, two people were out flying and another guy went out and put his plane at the end of the taxiway on the runway, put his radio down. They have the guy, I, they, my, the field is really cool, man. They have a lot of really cool, like little things. And one of the little things they have is a little stand for your radio at, at the pilot stations, which I think is a great idea, you know, um, for whatever the reason, you know, that you're doing, I mean, it comes right. in, it comes in handy, I guess, you know? So the guy went and put his radio down and walked away from it and didn't realize that he bumped the throttle like three quarters. And <laughs> the plane was one of those horizon hobby cubs, those yellow cubs. I think it was horizon hobby got safe and everything and all that crap. And, and the plane just took straight off. The people that were flying there thought somebody had grabbed his radio and took off with it. So, <laughs> he comes back to the field like a minute later and he's like uh where's my plane <laughs> it just took oh off. oh my god yeah. and one of the other guys that's always there of course he wasn't there watching he was over with the quad guys you know the the mr know-it-all and and he came back and everybody thought that that was the guy that took his radio and started flying it and uh yeah so that was gone and <laughs> Everybody was like, we, you know, we're never going to find that thing. And then I guess somebody lost a quad earlier in the month or something like that. Somebody took their quad up and looked for his plane but couldn't find it. And uh, believe it or not, I think it was Monday. Uh, I'm in the – they use Slack at the field. I don't know. Maybe it's another, you know, old people thing where they don't want to use Facebook. I, I don't know. But anyway – the I was I was in on a Slack conversations and and uh, it came across that they not only found that guy's plane the Cub they also found the quad from like a month ago that that flew away I don't know how I don't know how the hell they found that guy's plane but they got it and one well, of them, they got it back to him I want to look gonna say the plane would be easier to find than the quad because I mean how big of a quad are you talking like two fifty size or what probably bigger than that I think from the pictures I found no it wasn't a really small one. But wow. the, yeah, the the one guy that found the plane had, I got to look at the, he had it on a map. I couldn't view it on my phone. And he was like, this is a, like, uh, a, a rudimentary flight plan that we think it flew and goes to show you how far away it was. I, I got to look at that one of these days and just see, you know, I got to probably open it up on my computer or something like that to see it. But yeah, never heard of that before. I mean, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard of, you know, guys like Steve Shaw there, and I don't mean to laugh, but you know, he is older than I am. That his plane, <laughs> his helicopter flew away, you know. And when I said earlier, you know, this had happened to me, I had a cheesy ass Chinese receiver in one of my flight test planes. I think it was my FT Mustang early on when I first built it, and that had landing gear on it. And I had it sitting there, and I think I bumped the radio and shut the radio off. And as soon as it lost connection, it just took off. And as soon as I you know, turn the radio back on. I was able to stop it, but I was like, okay, either I said something wrong, you know, up wrong with that radio, or I'm just going to put a different receiver and I changed the receiver out and it was fine after that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy man. I mean, I, I've come close, you know, with the fly away, but that was because on top of being like an extremely newbie pilot, um, I also had, idle up set up wrong oh, okay and 
normal mode didn't have enough negative with a high enough head speed. So it's like, therefore, I just chopped the throttle on normal mode and just let it free fall. Yeah, and and I, I almost had. I the, lucked out on that one. I almost had the six ninety fly away, and that's my infamous, you know, moment where I yelled "help, help, help," and all that. And Steve had the <laughs> one foamy fly away that we talked about a couple weeks ago. But those are ones that we watched almost fly away or fly away. You know, that wasn't something that we turned around and it was gone. Like I would, ugh. dude, how crazy would that be? Turn around and your shit just flew away on its own. Oy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to, you know, get out of the hobby at that point. <laughs> right. Take up macrame uh. or something like that. <laughs> Go bowling. So, dude, the last thing I had in my uh, my week was any Black Friday deals. I don't know. Uh, did you partake in any Black Friday deals? No, actually, I didn't. I didn't. All I did was, like, work. It's like... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I did the nursing job uh, last Friday and then did DoorDash, and then I had to take the kids over to my uh, over to my mom's for the weekend. Nice. Yeah, so I didn't partake in any of the fun, but there was a lot of stupid deals out there. I, mean, I, I think I got something on Monday. I didn't get anything, uh, not hobby related. Well, sort of hobby related. I got a hard drive for the for the uh, PC. Pretty good deal. Like two terabyte for 40 bucks or something silly like that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, just to store more ar- archived, uh, you know, episodes of the Freefall RC podcast. Yeah. Yeah, leave it for uh, future generations to listen to. Yeah, I labeled it episodes 360 to 500. <laughs> I should have a lot of space when we're all done. I don't know. Damn. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, so besides Steve and Andy sucking uh, and not being here, what have you been up to, dude? Uh, let's see. Uh, after recording... Um, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was awesome. Uh, we were just me and the kids just did our own thing this year. Um, you know, since it was the new apartment and everything, I didn't feel like going anywhere. So it's like, okay, well, I told the kids, we'll just get a turkey. I'll do something special with it and everything. And what I ended up doing was uh, I ended up buying just the turkey breast half of the of the turkey right. and. I filleted it completely off of the bone and made a uh, roulade. Pretty much, uh, that's where you put stuffing. You pretty much fillet it out on on your uh, you know cutting board, yeah. and you beat you beat it flat essentially. So it's like maybe about you know three quarters uh, inch thick. Um, I filled it with stuffing and then you roll it up, and you uh, take the the skin that you had skinned off the the turkey. You wrap it around, and I used like butchers trying to hold it all together and everything. Threw it in the oven. First, like made mashed potatoes, stuffing. You know, did up some veggies and stuff. And God, that turkey was awesome. It was great. Cool, um, man. Yeah, the kids tore it up, and of course, you know, like like pretty much every person that had turkey on thanksgiving you ate turkey for like like the next three days yeah um didn't do a whole lot um didn't fly 
but I was on Discord, and it was fun as always, and definitely a huge shout-out to uh, Kevin McGrady, because he, uh, you know, went ahead and put the word out there, you know, for Discord, and it was a full house. I, I think I counted, like, 20 people in the lobby at one time. Yeah, I took a screenshot. I mean, there was a lot of... I think I talked yeah, about most of them. Yeah, there was a lot of people that listened in, and it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, and of course, I BS'd uh, a little bit with uh, you know Brandon Cooper. He was like the first one in the lobby, and yeah, there was a lot of people there. Um, I think I was I was on until about ten thirty, eleven o'clock, something like that. Um, yeah, and then you- of course. I- Huh? Craig and Jamie Burkholder showed up. I'm just looking at my uh, Brandon Leggett. Um, looking at my screenshot. Todd, Darren, Darren Wines, pronounced Weens, showed up, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Kansas City Shaggy. <laughs> I still need to have uh, Andy change that back. Uh, but there was one person that, who wasn't there. I'm calling you out, Cliff Lewis. Where were you? I miss uh, Cliff. Yeah, miss having him on. But it was fun. I, I had a great time. Hell yeah. I have a great time as always every Friday. Uh, of course, while I was on Discord, I was uh, doing a little bit of wrenching on the on the Black Nitro. I got the head pretty much almost completely rebuilt. Um. I went ahead and went through like the thrust bearings, replaced the you know, the radials as well. Um, I had to also replace the the top bearing that goes on the very top of the transmission for uh, the main shaft. I replaced that one. I was having a little bit of issues because it's like super snug and you know in that journal and everything. I mean, pretty much the little uh, it's a triangular shaped. Uh, cap that goes to the top of the transmission it's got the bearing already embedded into the cap and you pretty much push it on there and there's three screws to hold it down i was having a little bit of trouble but it turns out it was like some of the dampening for the servos that was actually getting pinched in there causing me a lot of issues so it's like i had to just pretty much unscrew the servos pull the the rubber dampening out just a little and was able to get that down in there um and then otherwise i was just pretty much BSing on uh, Discord, uh, having fun as always. Nice. And I did uh, agency work pretty much all week <clears throat> and uh, all through the weekend. Because um, I, as you guys know, last week I, uh, you know, told my uh, full-time nursing job to suck it. Well, because they suck, and went to a couple different facilities. Uh, and after doing that, I had taken like a 16 month break from nursing. And when, when I come back, I just went to the first place that hired me. You know, I just turned in my app and they're like, Oh yeah, come in for your interview, get to the interview and like get like halfway through it. Oh yeah, you're hired. Jeez. And of course I was working for that facility and you know, they, they had, you know, agency in and out, which I figured, you know, it was just, you know, they're just going through a rough patch. No, that's actually a lot of facilities. Like there was a couple of facilities I've worked at already that barely have any CNAs to their own staff. They're, you know, bringing out agency, but it's kind of amazing how, you know, the pandemic alone 
really turn nursing on its head as far as long-term care facilities. So it's like, I'm glad I'm taking advantage of that. But, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, hell. You say the pandemic, I kind of am going to get political here and think it's uh, paying people to stay home. Doesn't help (laughs) when you need people (laughs) to work. And I think, you know what dawned on me standing online at Walmart yesterday was that, uh, you know, I, I turn around and say, oh, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's giving everybody $15 an hour. I think partly, you know, it's the companies are like, well, we're not paying employee. We're not going to play, pay all of our employees $15 an hour. We're going to balance it out and let them go. And it, that could be why a lot of these fast food restaurants too are like, yeah, we close the lobby due to people that won't show up, you know, in quotes or lack right. of staff when maybe they're like, hey, we don't have the money to, to have people cleaning the lobby and stuff. We had to let those guys go because we had to pay people 15 bucks an hour, you know? So I don't know. Right. It's all conspiracy and, and that's it. <laughs> it's all Kevin conspiracy. Damn it, Kevin. Yep. JFK is the one that helped build the pyramids. So uh, it's all conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, like, I the last time I had uh, insurance through my employer was like probably, oh my God, like 2010. But like every place that I've been to, you know, as far as employment, you know, in nursing, like the insurance has sucked. So it's like, I don't blame a lot of these people, you know, for going, you know, agency. It's like, I'm loving it so far because I get to bounce wherever I can change scenery. Um, oh, that's cool. And like so, one of the places. That you- so when you say f- agency, that's like freelance work. Freelancing, more pretty or less. much. Okay. Yeah, and there's like some of them. Yet, you know, they do kind of like uh, <clears throat> like temp agencies. They charge the place, you know, an extra few dollars more than what you're actually getting. And it's like that's how agency used to be. I'm not for sure what it is now, other than like you know, the one that I'm working for right now is app based. So I can look on an app. It's like, oh, this shift's got, you know, so. Oh, there's a shift here that's open and available. It's like click on it, hit a bid, and if they accept me, cool. Uh, it's like, you know, for example, the place I worked at today it was like $24 an hour. And it's like, yeah, that can't, they, they kept me busy today. So it's like, ugh. <clears throat> and it's like tomorrow I'm going to a completely different facility, which that facility has already given me a job offer. And it's like, yeah. It's like I'm gonna ride the agency trade for a little while, but um, and the trade off is you don't have health insurance with them. No, I would I would get it outside, um, you know, the facility anyway. It's like I've I you know I go to the marketplace, so it's like because really every nursing facility, as far as like uh, long term care, like the the insurance has always sucked, and then. Uh, Let's see. What else did I do? Um, what else did you do? Work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been like stupid busy here lately. Uh, right. So we should probably move on before I say you suck, Ian, for working all this time. <laughs> right. Well, um, what is the topic today this week? The topic? Um, what is it? Yeah. The topic is um, 
clinger or seller? I mean, what are we talking about there? I mean, are we talking about me being a nurse and cross-dressing at work or what? Yeah, that's it. Are you <laughs> are you a colonel? Was he, he wasn't a colonel. What was he? Um, Major Klinger or Peter Sellers? Yeah. yeah. Now we were talking about. I think we've done a show like this, but haven't we done a show about like almost everything? But I this one <laughs> yeah. this is one that I was thinking about today, and uh, basically, you know, are you are you a person that clings on to stuff, or are you a person that can sell stuff? And it's not like do you sell stuff? It's like can you sell stuff, or you know, right? Do you cling on to stuff and and have pipe dreams? Uh, for me, it's yes and no. I, it's like I, I've sold stuff. I do hold on to stuff, so I'm guilty of like both. Yeah. So the first uh, point we have is selling. So, in and in that respect, I don't know. In, in my mind, this is like, uh, for me, I'm not a good seller. I like to talk to people, but I'm not a good like. When it comes down to money, like I always feel like, you know what. I shouldn't even ask too much money for this type of thing or whatever I'm selling. You know, I feel like it's used or whatever it is. And, you know, I'm not, even if it was kind of almost new, I'm still not, you know, like a retailer or anything like that. And I don't like going through the hassle of selling and going back and forth with people. Uh, So for me, selling is always a hassle and I'm always thinking I should just, you know, sell it for less than whatever it is. And Chris Ryber, you know, has helped me out with that. And as far as like usually 30%, you know, then new, you know, is a good starting off point. So that being said, I really haven't sold too much stuff, you know, heli related or hobby related or personal stuff without somebody else involved. Like Steve helped me out selling 570, um, Chris Ribert actually helped me out selling, I think the 180. What I said, I want a hundred bucks or whatever it was. And it was, it was something. And I said, whatever you get over that, you can keep. And he wound up giving me, you know, I think, I think he wound up giving me everything. He sold it for 125 bucks or something, or it was an oxy three. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, that's, that's usually <laughs> how it is. And the same with the car that I just sold, you know, I told my neighbor, it, I want two grand. And if you get something over that, keep it, you know. And he helped me out because I'm I'm not a good I'm not a good seller. I don't have time to like sell stuff like that. And you know we'll we'll see when I go back up to the house eventually. Uh, and I have to get rid of a lot of stuff. We'll see how good I am at selling because I'm planning on selling some stuff. Right. Yeah. Because there's really no sense driving cross country for multiple loads. You know. Yeah, and you know what? Try to cut some of it back. When it's hobby related stuff, I'd rather see it go to somebody that can use it and that will use it, you know, if, if possible. And shit, I've given stuff, like I've given Mike D a bunch of different things and I'm only bringing it up, you know, just cause I, I've probably seen it recently for sale. And I'm like, you know, I, I never use it. When he started getting in the helis, he was like, Hey, do you have an icon or whatever? And believe me, he's paid me back, you know, tenfold in, in lunches and whatever, you know, and it wasn't even like we were looking for that you know, payback either way or anything like that. Just like one guy, one buddy helping out another buddy, you know, like here's, uh, yeah, I have a fly boss and I have some receivers. He was, he was flying icon for a while and, uh, yeah. And it, I was like, yeah, if you can use them, dude, take them, you know, and use them. <laughs> I had, Hell a, yeah. I had a couple sets. I think I don't, I don't even remember. 
you know, and I wouldn't have taken anything from it, you know, from him for it or anything like that. But just to see another guy, you know, get into the hobby and have some fun. Sure. Why not? Hell yeah. And it's like, um, you know, in the past, I mean, there's been like, say for example, I clean out like, um, you know, some stuff that was like laying in my hobby area that I didn't need anymore for like helis that I no longer fly or whatever. Right. It's like, I'll either post it in like, uh, you know, the RC heli, you know, buy and sell. And it's like, I had a lot of parts for like, um, the blade, uh, SR, which, Let's not get me started on that one, but <laughs> I I still had a lot of components to it, and I was just like, okay, I'll put it on like eBay for like twenty five bucks, and it was just like that, it was gone, and I was like, okay, so yeah. it was like for the blade, what stuff I had for the blade SR, I just posted it and sold it on eBay, you know, just to get rid of it. I think the only thing I kept was the gyros because those you could stick them in an RC car. Um, okay, so it's like I even have a couple of the Futaba, you know. Um, the gyros, I think it's like the, I, I can't remember the numbers. Um, but yeah, I, I've got a couple of Fataba gyros that were in my dad's RC heli containers and stuff. So it's like, you know, I, I've got a couple of those. Um, I mean, shit, I still got like, I even the first to, RC car I ever bought. Yeah, I've I've got the <laughs> first RC car that I've ever owned. Yeah. <laughs> still, it's not worth selling. But no, mine isn't either. Mine's a Radio Shack Black Phantom, oh, and all it's done in the past. Yeah, all I I think the last time I even ran a battery through it was like 15 years ago. <laughs> no boy. But um, hell, I've even sold um, a Goblin 770 early in the hobby, shortly after I got my. Uh, my 630 i more or less impulse bought it from a friend of mine and like it sat uh i was trying to like you know it's still early in the hobby there was a lot of stuff it needed uh you know it needed servos needed uh you know esc and of course at that time you know yeah there were some components that would be a lot cheaper but on top of that it's just i think because I impulse bought it and didn't have really anything else to put into it, I really bit off more than I could chew. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to hold on to this big ass bird for, you know, two or three years until I get everything to put in it. And it's like, nah, I just turned around and sold it for what I bought it. And I bought it for like 600 or something like that. I bought mm-hmm. it relatively cheap. It was a competition. And, I uh, think I remember that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was. Ah, oh, geez, I think that was like in, I want to say about 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, I ended up selling that off. And, of course, shipping that thing was a bitch. I had to make the box. Yeah. But everything, it made it to its destination just fine. Not even a scratch. Uh, yeah, shipping's always a tough one. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I know I've sold a couple other things. Um, you know, I've I've given away stuff too. It's like I given uh, Keith Williams the my uh, Junker 600 that I also impulse bought early in the hobby. Um, it was it was pretty much a beat up. You know, it was a beat up heli. So it's like um, 
for example, you know, everything looked great in the picture. I bought it off eBay for like about 550 bucks, somewhere around there. And, uh, I get it. And there's like, I mean, this thing looked like it been through the ringer and just, you know, let's face it. We've all cut corners in the hobby as far as, you know, not wanting to replace a whole frame side, but this guy <clears throat> replaced a whole section that was knocked out on the frame side with like a metal metal ruler and he had it riveted oh god together and it's like okay you know it didn't really flex a whole lot so it's just like okay whatever but like on the third test start where i was getting ready to do the tracking like as i'm trying to start it the rotor is just straight up turning i can't even hold it still with my hand as i'm trying to start it dude i would not have flown that thing at all if I saw that. Yeah, I ended up not flying it after that because at that point, that's when I found the bearings and the clutch bell system were just completely done. And it sat in my basement for like four years. And eventually I gave it to Keith and that's when he uh, did the Jim Boss conversion to it, which okay. he he more or less just took what he needed off of the airframe and then just pitched the rest. So it's like I just gave that to Keith. It's like, hey, I'm not doing anything with it. I already stole the parts off of it that I ever needed for like my 550x, and I just gave him the rest. I mean, it was it was like mostly an airframe. I mean, I had extra tail booms that I was probably never going to use. Um, I even had wood blades for it oh, wow. that were, yeah, that would have been super sketch. I mean, that would have been better used as kindling for the fire had a fun fly yeah i'm kind of glad um, there's a few parts though i kept because uh when i got into building that r2d2 a couple years ago uh, a lot of the ball link and linkage i was able to reuse in that project quite a bit of it for all the servo doors and stuff like that to open it up oh yeah worked out yeah. really well hell yeah um, as far as other stuff, uh, can you think of anything else that, you know, you would have probably sold? I mean, I, as far as like really old stuff is like, uh, old electronics. I just pitched those. It's like, you know, I found like some really old Futabas. I think they're the same ones that came out of the shuttle, but I just went ahead and pitched because I would never use them. There's a few things I have up in the house of Jersey, man, where like there, I have a cap 232 that I probably, I bought when I had no idea what I was doing with planes or anything like that. I've never flown it and it's, um, I don't know, it's roughly 50 inch wingspan. I, I gave it to Mike D for a little while cause he's, you know, really good with airplanes and stuff like that. He's, you know, the planker. And, and he was going to get it set up with a nitro motor or, or an electric motor, depending on what I wanted to do with it. And he looked at it and he said, you know, the weight of this thing and the, the model, he's like, it's probably not going to fly anything like you, you know, expect with a foam or foamy or anything like that, anything I'm used to flying. So yeah, so that's never had anything done to it. Never seen anything other than I take it out and I clean it off. And then I put it back in the shed and it's probably right. just taking up space. So that I got it. I got to try and, either, and that has Futaba servos. I bought it for a hundred bucks and had all Futaba servos in it. And this was dude back in like almost 10 years ago now when I bought it. 
And uh, oh wow, yeah, I went to this guy's house. I mean, this was this was a one of those estate sale. Somebody had passed away in the club, and he got a bunch of stuff. And I went to this guy's house, dude, and his entire basement was filled with airplanes, like just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, you want to sell anything else? Like, good thing he said no. I would have freaking bought a bunch of shit. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have had either. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, I got I got to try and get that. I don't know why I'm holding on to that. I don't want. I I would just love to see it go to anybody who would try to fly it. But uh, I got dumb stuff like that, and I've had a few things where I've said, "Yeah, I'll sell it to you, sure." And then we never come up with it with a price. And now I'm thinking of one of them was that V1 Align nitro kit that i still have you know that that's together and still got servos in it and just get another motor for it and i might fly that again that's something i think i want to try messing with once everything's down here in florida you know oh hell yeah that'd be cool yeah and i like i said i try to sell low just to get rid of it and uh you know hopefully see it go on to a better home i mean i know if i got you know I mean, and I'm talking about like hobby stuff, but I mean, I'm not selling my, my comic book collections for nothing, you know, cause I know how much those are worth, <laughs> you know, those I'm going to want some money for cause they're only go up in price, that type of type of shit, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's face it. I, unless it's like, um, a heli that's like really boutique, you know, all, all values on helis drop, you know? But yeah, some like, degree. like even that kind of stuff, man, has a has a lifespan, whether whether you fly it or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I guess some of it does. Some of it doesn't. Um, I would think most of it does, especially like this is a perfect example. Like who knew in like 2017 or 2018, probably 2017, um, you know, that Matt Bodos wouldn't be producing anything and Synergy would have went the way it w- went, you know? I think it was around that time where everybody I knew had an N7 or an E7. Like everybody had one. Steve had one. McClellans were flying them like oh, crazy. Yeah. Like everybody had one. And we had like quite a few uh, Synergy guys in my region. You know, you know, yeah. there was a Synergy guy that was here in town, and then you go to Council Bluffs. So there was a good, you know, few, uh, you know, Synergy guys up there too. And yeah, I mean, who knew that that was ever going to happen? You know, let alone like companies like compass you know the way that they went yeah they just up and shut their doors so that's what i mean by everything has a lifespan i think you know um absolutely and 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 really think about it rchn used to talk about all the time uh, you know with the different brands you know their big thing was like can you get parts for it you know what are you flying and can you get parts for it primarily i used to hear over and over again absolutely and you know Really, and my thing is, is if I can't, if I can't really find parts for it, you know, I mean, luckily for like my 420, I bought like a whole bunch of used parts, you know, from an estate thing. And, you know, you know, if it wasn't for that parts lot, you know, I would probably never have flown that heli at like Sprinkling or even crashed it for that matter or done something stupid enough. I mean... It was probably one of my, uh, you know, it was one of the helis that I wanted, you know, as far as, you know, smaller ones go. 
but you know, it looks like super freaking cool with the three blade. But I, I've got enough parts that you know I could probably put it through a few crashes. But if it wasn't for that, I probably would not be flying it, and you know, I'd probably be hoarding that one to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, and but, you bring uh, up a good point. Like, when does it become? Like, I don't know. Like, when does it tip over the edge where, like, yeah, you're not going to fly it because you can't get parts, but then why even hold on to it? You know what? You're just going to put it on a shelf and that's it. It's done. You know, I don't know. For me, that yeah, I, and- I've never been that type of guy. Like, I had a 77 Trans Am and I would beat the balls off it. I If I had a freaking, I don't know, unless I had, like, like the first Corvette, 67 Corvette that came off the lot, I, maybe I wouldn't take it out and... But I, I, those are meant to be driven, and things are meant to be used and flown and stuff like that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't let it sit there. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna beat oh, the yeah, crap absolutely. out of it, no matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that I did. I mean, we all witnessed me going into the beans. Yeah. Um, but then again, it wasn't me doing something crazy. It was like my, my ESC pretty much took a shit. But like, um, but if it got to that point, no. From my perspective, I would want to get rid of it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to keep taking up space with it or something unless it was like something my dad gave me or something, you know what I mean? Like that. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think another reason why, you know, I also like flying that, uh, that 420 is, um, well, cause there's still going to be rotor head parts for it because it shares parts with the new buddy. Like, uh, like rotor head, um, battery trays. Uh, I, believe the bottom plate and then of course like your tail rotor stuff so it's like it still shares parts unless i completely snap the damn thing in half and then that might be a problem but right um but as far as i i think i've got like three sets of frame sides for it so it's like i've got enough parts to last me a, a good long time i mean really i think out of the parts i've got i think I'd, i can build at least like you know a whole nother heli out of it. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like you. You can't find parts for stuff, and it, it should be that black and white where it's the end. But uh, I'm sure there's a point where it would be just too much of a hassle. You know. Absolutely, and you know what? I you kind of got you really have to give like the synergy guys props because man, they, you know. You always get somebody out there on the, on, you know, on the Facebook, you know, asking, Hey, does anybody have this part? And, you know, somebody always pops up out of the world work eventually to go, Hey, I've got a couple of them. You can, you know, it's like, I'll sell you one or whatever. So it's like, there's always somebody, you know, that's got like that stockpile. And yeah, they pretty much, you know, go back and forth as far as parts. I mean, you got to give them props, you know, for flying that model that they love to fly, but yet it's like, flying you know it's like you're flying gold because it's like you can't find any parts for it i mean on any retailer website it's all you're buying from individuals but uh, it's like for example like my blade five my blade 500x like after i crashed it there was like no parts and honestly once I get everything together for it, it's like I'm eventually just going to go ahead and sell it because I was hoping to try to get it put back together as an airframe. But once I got to thinking about it, it's like, why am I keeping that? Yeah. You know, it's not it's not really a milestone heli. Honestly, I kind of hated it. 
towards the end, I kind of hated how it flew because like the stock battery size was like way too heavy. I mean, stock, it was like a 2,900 milliamp battery, 6S. And of course, I was a newbie in the hobby and I wanted a little more flight time. I had like a 32 and it was like beyond stupid nose heavy. It's like you try to do like a, a, you know, a loop and it would turn out to be a flip because the nose would just point it straight down. So it's just, it wasn't graceful at all. And then not to mention the servos were, the stock spectrum servos were kind of sloppy, but it's like, eh, it's whatever. I, I did a lot of flying. Okay. <clears throat> but, um, no, it's like, after I crashed it, I realized like how, how hard it was to find parts for that. So it's like, you know, of course, after moving, I found a lot of parts. So I'm going to dig through some more of my stuff and I'm just going to like sell it off dirt cheap. Cause I'm sure somebody out there still has one probably with like a spare frame. Yep. Probably. Uh, so should we move on to the next bullet point? I think we talked about keeping stuff, didn't we? Yeah. I think we touched on it a little bit. Uh, which, well, uh, well, that ties into my last bullet point, which is, come on, you are never going to finish that. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Which I'm, Steve Shaw. <laughs> Steve Shaw, which I'm slowly getting to the realization <laughs> that, uh, there might be a few things that I have that I'm never going to finish. And this is a tough one for me because, uh, some of the things that come to mind are the 3d printed planes that I printed out and still haven't finished putting them together. I said like, man, it was years. I kept saying I was going to put them together and you know, and that, that align that I, that I talked about and uh, man, I got some, I got some old school nitro planes too. Like that. I bought used. Oh wow. That I don't know if they're ever going to fly, but they'd be worth trying it. You know, now that I've kind of, absolutely gotten into flying a little bit of nitro with the with the logo and uh kind of still not i'm still not a nitro you know you know experienced guy but i'm not i'm no noob to it you know i think i could <laughs> right i think i could figure out how to start a airplane motor you know hell yeah um, yeah those are a couple of things that are, that are really on the edge of the cliff and i don't know if i'm pushing them off yet or not and the same thing with the Oxy 3, Oxy 4. The Oxy 4 I probably will put together. I don't know if I'm ever going to fly those Oxy 3s again, but I might. I don't know, dude. That's another tough one. It's like how much time I want to spend messing around with that because I know I'm going to plow them in quick, you know. But I still have a ton of oh, parts yeah. and a ton of blades for them. So, well, if you really think about it, anything, you know, around 450 size, I mean, it's an automatic beater. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. It doesn't matter what brand it is. Um yeah. I don't know. I, I kinda had my doubts on the six thirty project because it's like, you know, you know, I flew this thing for so long until I really got to actually looking at as far as like parts availability, you know, what's able to be upgraded, you know, compared to other models and stuff. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna use it as another bird, but it's like I kind of started in on it because I've got it like halfway apart on my bench and I already know what bearings I need to replace and everything. Cause I just replaced all those bearings on the black nitro. So it's like, I'm just going to be hit, you know, 
you know, reorder button on a couple of them. So it's like, I've got that one, but it's like the 550X, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence, you know, whether I should go ahead and just sell it and then just kind of wait and then do the fuselage thing. Cause like, you know, I noticed like fuselage prices have gone up a little bit, you know, with the whole pandemic and all that, you know, of course shipping everywhere has gone up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, the 550X, uh, that one I actually crashed in Florida. So it's like, it's been, I've gotten it put back together as an airframe. That's all the further I got. I don't think I've actually touched it other than like moving it from one place to another. <laughs> Otherwise it was like on my wall at the old place. It had literally been on my wall for like a y- year or two. Yeah. You know, when my sister used to have a saying, uh, you know, if you haven't used it in a year, get rid of it, <laughs> which is probably why yep. she's no longer with the guy she was with. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> but she's right, though, in, in a way, you know, like you got to think of like, what's your time frame here? You know, what are, what are you trying to do? You know, mm. I don't know. And what's 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 you know, what's easiest for you what works for you some people like holding on to stuff for years some people like steve he's quick he goes through stuff chris ribert too like chris ribert will get something fly it sell it you know pass it on to somebody else um me i hold on oh yeah and then and then he's like right into the next project i mean i i think that's one of the biggest things you know that you know really adds to you know what Chris Ryber does is because he's off to try to, you know, the next new thing and to share the build with everybody more or less. Right. Right. Uh, and of course I seen on, you know, Facebook, he's, you know, got something else he's working on and it was a pretty damn good looking fuselage, but I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, with me, um, Hell, I've got a heli that I've got to send over to Shaggy, and it was uh, the Blade 300X, you know. Of course, that one was another impulse buy for me, but it was kind of like a bad experience because I learned what a brownout was. Um, the servos, it had the the Savex servos on it, and I think the, the servos were pulling too much juice. And I went to go ahead and spool up, and this thing is that, like, God, I mean, it was at a pretty high head speed and was, like, non-responsive. And I'm just, like, standing there holding the remote, like, uh, do I just throw a rock at it? I mean, oh, I couldn't control it. It was still on the ground, just fucking, whee, just going full-on head speed. And eventually it just shut down. Um, I ended up stealing the receiver off of it, and it's been on my wall ever since. And I bought that in, like, 25, like, 2015 or some shit like that but it's like all decked out in links and everything but i'm gonna give that one to shaggy since he's got his little 6s uh blade 300x so it's like yeah you could use it as spare parts or use it as a you know a wall ornament i mean it's been a wall ornament for like the past five six years so it's like figure i just go ahead and give it to him because it's like it's not really worth anything um cool now, the other thing is, 
what's Steve Shaw going to, you know, what's he waiting for? <clears throat> I have something uh, to tell you about Steve Shaw, and I'm saving it for news and announcements. Are you really? Yeah. You know what? I think Andy's just as guilty, though, too, on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't sparing Andy any. That's true. Yeah, because Andy's got a couple of kits. Didn't he get a V2? No. XL Power V2? Did. I remember seeing that. But he's been he's been busy in the field. This yeah, is, he's this been is work. This is where he works. He'll get to that. Oh, yeah. I know he oh, really yeah. liked the Eventually, XL Power. Right. Um, oh, yeah. That he had. So I'm sure he'll enjoy this when he puts it together. But Absolutely. I guess, I guess right. we're all, in a way, guilty of dragging our feet yeah i've been kind of slacking a little bit as far as like my black nitro build i mean look how long i've held on to that before i even started dicking with the damn thing like i had it together as an airframe but i hadn't gone through anything you know after you know i you know got it shipped to my house after you know after the chill out and everything, it showed up to my house. I put it together and hung it on my wall. And then it took, you know, me moving over here. And it's like, okay, I need to do something with this nitro. And I started ordering parts. But it sat for like six months. Hey, some people, it takes them six months to build an almost ready to fly. I'm not mentioning oh, yeah. any names. That's very- <laughs> but his initials are well it's only one initial and it's twice anyway <laughs> so should we move on yeah let's go ahead and move it on obviously this is going to be a short show so do we have it right do we have an ian's tech tip yes we do i'm kind of pulling this one out of my ass because uh the next one i wanted uh Definitely wanted uh, Andy and Steve here to kind of do that oh, one. So you're telling but, me um, this one stinks? Uh, I'm pulling that out of my ass. It probably up, will stink. Put a bump. <laughs> All right. Uh, I figured I'd do a short little thing. Uh, I On uh, Plano cases, um, typically you can find them at any Walmart. And you can find them on Amazon. Um, you know, Bass Pro, I mean, Bass Pro sells them too. Um, they're pretty much these plastic cases that have, you know, divided sections on the inside. You know, you know, if you like going fishing, you can go to Bass Pro and buy one of the Plano boxes, whatever. Um, I actually use those to store smaller parts for my machines. You know, especially if I go to a fun fly, I always pack like a you know, a couple of the Plano cases of, like, small parts, or I have, like, you know, fasteners, you know, nuts, bolts, you know, washers, uh, finishing washers, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, I've got, like, a multitude of different sizes of fasteners in case, like, you know, if I'm flying and all of a sudden, like, I lose a bolt or whatever. You know, I can go through there. Uh, I don't have the sizes, you know, which ones are actually labeled. I just go through as far as, like, I'll have, like, a section that's, like, you know, M2, M2.5, you know, M3s. Uh, That's basically what I do carry 
Um, there is a few sizes that I probably should get, you know, that would probably be specific for like one model. Um, I forgot what size it is, but there's a, um, tensioner bolt that goes into the, into the 470 that is like a really oddball size. I've had to just jam a bolt that's like the same, you know, uh, same thread counts, you know, that size, but like the length was like completely different. Um, I'll have to get, you know, get with a friend of mine that knows, you know, which bolt that is. That way I can go ahead and get some because I've had that one fly out and it completely ruined that bird for the rest of the fun flight. So were you talking um, about a, a tackle box style case? Um, kinda. Uh, it's just a, it's just like a clearish, uh, flat case and you can like pop two tabs and it like pops open oh, and okay. it's like, yeah. Yeah. I get those at Home Depot really um, cheap. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can find them versatile everywhere. I mean, yeah. they range in sizes. Um, my dad actually had one that has like, uh, it comes with like a carrying bag and it stores four of the small Plano cases in there. And I've yeah. got like a, you know, a variety of different hardware in each one. Um, it's like one's got like small tail parts or, you know, another one's got, you know, I've got a couple of them that's got like nothing but hardware. And then, uh, I've had, and I have another one that I carry in that case. That's got like soldering stuff in case I, <clears throat> in case I go to a fun fly or a big event, I can just pack it along. A lot of times when I go to a fun fly or like a big event, I'll, I'll pack away my, um, uh, my soldering station as well. And I'll carry like soldering stuff in one of the planner cases. I mean, it's very versatile. I mean, you can, you know, some of them have the tabs to where you can kind of arrange the different sizes of the slots inside of the planer yeah. cases. So yeah, you can absolutely. like say if you got to put tools or, you know, you know, something that's not going to fit in the actual molded, you know, original size, uh, section. So they're very versatile. Uh, I've actually got a bunch of them that are in my, uh, my plastic drawers near my desk that holds like, I think I've got like four or five of them jammed in one drawer and it's nice and easy. You can just pull it out of the drawer and actually see which one has what you need in there as far as, you know, which plan case you're looking for. Some people label them. Some of them, are, I mean, they're, they're kind of clearish. You can almost see through them, but you can still see like what's inside if that's going to be, you know, what you need out of that. You know what I did? Was uh, I labeled the exterior of the case like M3 screws or M3 bolts or whatever it is. And then on the inside flap, right. when you open it up, I labeled like each little compartment what I've ordered and what's in there, like M3 time by 10, you know, socket head, whatever, by 16, by 20. And all I do, and I don't get crazy getting a brother or a P-touch or any stupid labeler. I just take the one-inch blue painter's tape and i take a piece of that and put it on there and then i write with marker on it like what it is and that that way if i change it or if i move stuff around it's i don't you know i'm not making up labels or wasting time doing any of that so i just use that the blue painter's tape and that seems to work yeah great. and that's a great and that's a really great idea and probably something i should practice but it's like you know i i've got a fair decent amount but like the the one in the carry carrying case i mean that one i'll just carry what i what i think i'll need more or less to a fun fly well and i did this primarily 
when I got into the R2D2 project pretty deep and a couple of 3D printed uh things that I had built that required a lot of nuts and bolts and uh they had like a a bolt list for that Jeep that I built and uh so I, I and I've found that man like if I lose something or like you're saying if you lose a a, a screw or a bolt and and you're at the the field and you got that case with you, you can pretty much figure out how to get back in the air with whatever you got. Absolutely. And, you know, not to mention you can carry whatever, you know, you can carry whatever bolt I've got like spare nuts and bolts. Um, one of my bigger plano cases, I have like all the small, you know, bits and pieces extra that I had from, you know, putting the shuttle together. And it's like I've got one that's literally nothing but Robo shuttle parts. Yeah, and I don't um, know about you, but I'd rather spend six bucks for a hundred from Bolt Depot than six bucks for eight of them from you know Mikado or something like that. You know, absolutely. Especially when um, you can get the you can get what it is in the manual. You know, so you can just go to a place like Bolt Depot and get it. Oh yeah, and it's like you know. A lot of times it's like, you know, for me putting the, you know, the Mikado 480 uh, tail rotor on the shuttle, it's like all those bolts, not one of them were from Mikado. I, I got them from elsewhere. You know, I got them from local hobby shop. I actually had some that's the same size. Um, I even thought about, you know, just go ahead and ordering like a, a lot of um, <clears throat> like your assorted size, uh, you know, bolts and stuff you know just so i can have it on hand but it was like it was such a wide variety but it was still like 25 bucks yeah so it's like you know i'm thinking about pulling the trigger on that that way i've got you know a few more sizes in case i need it kind of thing so yeah i figured that'd be a nice little topic uh for uh tech tip yeah i i I like those things man i use i've been using them for a long time and i I guess the ones I'm talking about maybe is a different brand. Maybe it is Plano, uh, but yeah, they're all pretty much the size of like a like a phone book or something, or a little bit, you know, the size of like a book, and just opens up the top. Oh yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you can pretty much store them anywhere. I mean, it, it's like when I do go to a fun fly, I stick them in my uh, uh, my rigid cases. I've got you know a few of them stuck in the the drawers, uh, you know, by my desk. And of course I got one, uh, you know, I carry four of them in like a carrying case. And of course the carrying case is so small. I can just throw that in the rigid case too, or I can just throw it on the floorboard. Yeah. So and it's they're like, cheap. They're, they're absolutely cheap. It's, yeah. So definitely check them out. I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll post a picture on the Facebook of, uh, you know, what, what plan cases I use as well and how I've got mine set up. So, you know, I should have a lot more time next week, so I'll uh, I'll have the pictures posted. So, all right, do it, man. Do it. Do so, it. Um, do we have any news and announcements this week? Uh, we have a few pieces of news and and announcements. <laughs> announcements. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote a few things here. Um, one, I'm sure everybody is, you know, just dying to hear about. But, uh, first one is Winter Bash, man, is coming up quick. 
Hell yeah. I honestly wish I could go, but timing's not there. Yeah, I get it. I will probably, hopefully not, but most likely be the only representative from Freefall RC Podcast there. Unless you count our honorary members, which is probably everybody else that's there. So um, (laughs) it'll be great to see everybody. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And it's usually a pretty decent party. I mean, Florida in in December. Yeah. Amazing. Who doesn't want to do that? Shit. I want to. This weather up here is bullshit. Uh, Don't know what you're talking about. Actually, it was pretty cold this morning. It was like 55 when I left. But it got up to 80. Shit. Yeah. I had to put a sweatshirt on to go jogging the other morning. Anyway. So Winter Bash is coming <laughs> up to the 10th to the 12th. I'm probably going to drive up uh, on a fri- on Friday, definitely. And I'm going to spend one of the nights visiting my mother, who's like 45 minutes away, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, it should be, should be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait to see everybody and, and have some fun and just chill. Chill out. So the second announcement that I have is the Steve Shaw announcement. Steve wanted me to make sure that I mentioned this on the show, that he has a second helicopter flying. It's the Kraken that he won at Urcha, I believe, that he had crashed once already, probably back in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it is flying he uh showed me pictures and uh i didn't physically see it flying but he he's not the type of lie about that kind of stuff i don't think so i'm gonna take him at his I word mean, did he like hang it in the tree with like a fishing line and then snap the picture like an old ufo pick no but he no he had details he said that uh it was like when he had when he had met up with andy i think probably about six months ago or maybe more um they had gone through his setup probably was about six months ago and he had kind of andy had kind of toned his setup down a little bit and when he flew the crack and he said that thing was really quick like it was his old setup so yeah he's gotta go back in and, and redo it which probably should only take a few months to change a few settings if you're steve shaw but <laughs> Um, no, I'm happy you got something going, man. And it's kind of weird to yeah. like, I was, I was talking to him at the office real quick and I was like, when he was telling me all about this, I'm like, this kind of changes the way I see Steve. Now I see him as like a guy with more than one helicopter flying. <laughs> it's so weird. Like it, it's, but it's a good, it's in a good way. Oh yeah. And I bet it's a great feeling too. I hate only having one bird. I know. And I, like, dude, if I, it's I, I don't know. I need that safety safety net. I'm I'm old, I'm old school army. I need that plan B. You know, I need plan B and maybe plan C, <laughs> and then think about how to improvise after that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So good job, Steve. I'm sure he'll call in and we'll be able to play it eventually when one of these two knuckleheads gets back. Yeah, no kidding. So the next uh, news and or announcement we have is uh, the T-shirt payment requests are going out. And Steve Yoon is heading that up. And uh, I don't know. He should have, I guess, once all the payments are in, he's going to order the shirts and they're going to drop ship right to your house. 
Nice. It's like summer camp. Pick up, drop off right at your doorstep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think the next uh, we we were all talking about the next round and how we're going to do things, and I think we're going to try and get some other form of website to do the same T-shirts, but uh, be more of a direct thing where you just go and order it. And like like we've said a billion times, we're not out to make any money, and that's obvious to the way that. I think a lot of the prices dropped because we had so many t-shirt requests and uh, orders that we were able to lower the price. And I don't even want to get into the whole tax thing. If we do start having any money and you know, it's just BS at that point that I don't want to deal with. I totally agree. Uh, So yeah, that's, uh, that's it for news and announcements. Unless you got something, dude. No, I, don't have any. Uh, I didn't really get to surf Facebook at all. Yeah. much this week. Me either. I was driving around today, so I didn't get a chance to do any anything on Facebook. I was out fixing shit. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. I guess we'll move it on to uh, what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do some flying this weekend, but it's going to be careful flying because I don't want to smash anything before going up to the Winter Bash. Mm-hmm. And I chatted with the one and only Scott Graham on Friday night, and uh, also Shaggy uh, said they had some 690 parts. Both of those guys, Scott had a couple canopies. Shaggy had a tail boom or something. I don't know. I'll take what I can get right now, and if you're getting rid of it. I'll buy it. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I don't so think Shaggy's going to Winter Bash uh, from what he said. I'm not sure if he's going or not. Nah, I think it's a little too far of a drive for him. I don't yeah, think he'll ever go. But I told him, hang on to it. And, you know, we'll we'll meet up. We'll cross paths, I'm sure, at some point. Oh, yeah. And then if anybody else is going to Spring Fling, uh, not Spring Fling, uh, the Winter Bash, um, and you got 690 parts, you know who to... Who to offer him to? Yeah, I got money. Just in case he's, yeah, just in case he decides to leave blades at the the shelter house. I got a little bit of money, uh, still from driving down. So what are you gonna be doing, dude? Uh, me, uh, I'm gonna try to get some Christmas shopping done this week. Um, gonna try to get to the field and fly. Um. I actually got to renew my uh, AMA because I haven't had it for a little while. Um, How dare you? No, because I... Ugh, I know. Don't remind me. But at the same time, I'm kind of moving that expiration date because it's like every year for like the past, you know, three or four years, it's always been, you know, expired by June. And it's like, that's like right when fun flies are getting ready, you know. That's when fun flies are kicking off, more or less. <clears throat> So, um, just, I'm just pushing it off. So it's like in the winter time and not really doing much anyway. So it's just like, may as well just kind of wait and just move the expiration date. Um, yeah, so I'm going to try to get to the field this weekend. Um, of course I'll be, uh, on discord on Friday as always. Okay. I'll try and make it. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it was definitely a good time. And, you know, hope to see everybody there. And then, um, 
on top of that, I'm going to enjoy a whole weekend off of work. Oh, wow. For like the first time since I was like sick with COVID. Dude, enjoy yourself. Yeah, really. You know, especially after telling the weekend job to suck it, I decided it's like, you know what? It's been a long time since I got to enjoy a weekend. I'm kicking back. I ain't doing shit this weekend. Cool. So, yeah, other than that, that's about all I've got going on. Nice. It sounds like you and me have got more going on than two other people I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Wait, what are they doing uh, this weekend? It says here in the notes. Uh, Steve's, Steve says, uh, suck more. And so does Andy's. Yep. That's what they're going to (laughs) do. Suck more. I don't know how that's possible when you've reached maximum suckage. How that is possible. (laughs) Go ahead. Maybe you can suck more. Nah. I don't think you can suck anymore. We should say, we should do that though. We should say the next person that misses the show, you do what we can do like a show bash about them, like a roast. <laughs> Agreed. That'd be Agreed. Fun. I mean, shit. I don't think I've uh, other than like the one week I called in for moving. I don't think I've missed really hardly much. I wasn't even on here with fucking COVID. Yeah, I don't think I've missed one single show ever. <laughs> I'm such a liar. I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> such a liar. <sighs> Terrible. Terrible. I might miss the all end right, of this uh, show. I might be like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Do you want to wrap well, this thing up? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up this train wreck. <laughs> Listen, dude, I know we say this every week, thanks to our listeners, but since we don't can't do Facebook likes and and Facebook comments and stuff we can, I guess, do a couple of things. But uh, I just want to sincerely thank everybody that listens around around the world, really, man. And, uh, you know, you've turned uh, a little thing that Steve and I thought about doing at Flight Fest in 2015 or whatever into a lot of fun and for a lot of years. And I really appreciate, like, some of the feedback I get uh, either directly or through other people, man, is amazing. Uh, you know, cause we're start, we, we know people like all around the world, like I always say, and, uh, you know, and, and now, uh, the more people we get to know, you know, it's just, they, they, they give us their feedback and their experience. Like when they talk to other people that listen to the show, but don't know us directly and stuff like that. And it's, it's really humbling. It's really cool. And I'm thankful for everybody that listens, man. And, uh, contacts us and says hi and i love it man you've turned flying foam airplanes and into a a fantastic hobby for me and i i I really enjoy it and like i said it's not monetary it's just uh just the interaction that i get with everybody and uh it's great man really is absolutely yeah and it's like uh you know it's it's always been I sh- I never thought I'd be asked to you know join the show and you know I- I've had nothing but fun doing it and you know yeah. let's be honest I mean it's not it's not easy playing Steve here no <laughs> but and it's not easy doing it once a week and you know I know this is probably same for everybody uh you know there's a there's a point in time where you know that 
shine wears off a little bit or the honeymoon's over and you're like, oh man, you're at work Tuesday and you're like, shit, I got to sit down and talk now and put a show together and blah, blah, blah <laughs> at the end of the day. It's like, oh man. But you know, it's still, it's a lot of fun and, uh, still doing it. Still having fun. Still great to hear the feedback. Absolutely. And, uh, and not to mention, it's pushing me to do more in the hobby. I mean, I mean it's not burning me out by no means. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, it's pushing me forward to do more in the hobby. Not to mention, you know, as far as wrenching, you know, be able to, to you know, you know, putting together like uh, for my little segment, it's like, you know, I like to wrench. It's it's therapeutic for me too, and. Not to mention, I'm learning, you know, new maneuvers, new ways of uh, putting things together. Um, not to mention, you know, be able to kind of share my experiences. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and you know, you know uh, I, I'm gonna stick to the definitely stick to the podcasting bit because it's like that's another thing I've kind of really, you know, it's really pushing me further. So. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I found that when I was younger and I learned how to do something or it was job related or whatever, and I figured out, you know, or I was taught how to do something and I did it once or twice on my own or I had done it every day on my own, it didn't mean that much to me and I didn't wind up comprehending it until I actually taught it to somebody else. Because then you're getting that other feedback about like, you know, the questions that you really maybe you didn't see because you didn't have that problem or that issue but you learn the steps as you're, you know, repeating them or teaching them to somebody else. So I can see how you, it's benefiting you. You know, if you're out at the field and somebody's asking you how to do something, or you know, you said you're yeah. going through the the tips on on different things. Absolutely, Definitely. and it's like even on the Discord, you know, helping people out. So it's like you know, there was a, you know, like one day there was a guy asking about you know synergy part of it. Yeah, you know, if a synergy part from like the uh, six nine six would fit his, uh, you know, E seven, and it's like, okay, well, look, look up that part on both manuals and see if you know, see if the numbers match. Yeah, and the- it turned out they did. He's like, okay, and he ended up buying the part off of the one guy that was on Discord that he was chatting about it too. So, yeah, and there know, was they a- both weren't sure. They both, you know, one was needing the part and the other guy had the part. So, yeah. <clears throat> And there was also a time where Shaggy was like, hold on, and rummaged through his shed and uh, found parts for somebody and said he'd ship them to him. I don't even know if the guy paid for it or something. I, I don't even remember. I remember Shaggy was like helping somebody out like that night as we're all in, you know, jokester mode and in the sim and having fun. <laughs> and, you know, that it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty like, awesome experience. Absolutely. All right, so um, so I can as do far some as the pod bean dude if you want me to. I might as well stay up to up to date with that. Yeah, let's stay up to date with Podbean. All right, what so we got on Podbean. People of Podbean, uh, we thought Alan Jenkins broke it because thirty days ago was like the latest, and then uh, stuff started filing back in for me. I don't know if this is just the way I see him, but this is how I read him. Uh, Heli man liked episode 295 dude where's my heli with Angelo and 297 our thoughts 
Tim Tideback liked episode 303 Black Friday, and so did Alan Jenkins, and so did Rodney. And Alan Jenkins also liked episode 224 Good Vibes. Nice. So thanks, guys. All right, dude, what else we got? That's it. That's all we're doing, right? I don't even want to check iTunes reviews because I, not that I don't appreciate it, but I don't want to read it if like Andy and Steve aren't here. Yeah. Because those are kind of hard to come by. Yeah. I want everybody to experience it. It's kind of like me when I get a call. I want everybody to experience it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. All right. Who's doing the outro? Me or you? Uh, I'll go ahead and do the outro. All right, go ahead. Get a second chance at that. All right. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read it on the next episode. Uh, Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. uh, uh, Facebook forward slash freefallrcpodcast. Check out our website, freefallrcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Dot show. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Off the field audio video productions other than uh, flight test podcast, uh, free fall RC podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer. Hey, Dave. That's on the flight test forums, by the way. Oh, damn it. Um, All right. Fellow podcasters. uh, Heliheads podcast. No, I'm doing this part. Jeez. That's uh Kevin, <laughs> Dan, Kyle Stacy, Maynard, uh, and who else? And the one and only Scott Graham. How dare you? How dare you? Don't forget <laughs> him, man. Yeah, don't forget him. He'll haunt you. All right. Um Telerotor Podcast. Telerotor, that's uh two mics, Rich, Robert, Cliff, Scott Graham. I don't know. <laughs> All right, skids up. Skids up is with uh, Javier, Frank, and Paul, or Paul, Frank, and Javier, or Frank, Javier, and Paul. Yeah, either order. Uh, Inverted down under. That's with Jeff and Ozzy Mozzy. All right. Houdini podcast. Uh, Houdini RC? Heli podcast? Yep. You made the RC Heli disappear. That's uh, with Kenny Sierra and Richard Spiegel. Nice. All right. RC Roundtable. To Fitzterian Lee. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. RC After Hours. That's with Andre, eh? Yeah, eh? Uh, Park Flyer Podcast. Two mics and a J. All right, RC Plane Lab. This is with Ron and Tom on the fives. All right. Uh, with Chopper and 5. All th- yeah. <laughs> all Things That Fly. All Things That Fly. With Lucian Miller and Moose. I'll help you out here, dude. The only person all I right. want to help out is Bill Ann. Yeah. So check out Bill Ann on his YouTube channel. Bill Ann. <laughs> all right. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya.
Until next time. Bye. Bye. Even Andy sucks. <laughs> I thought my dog was going to poop on the floor. Uh, thanks. Not gonna it, have really it ain't easy it. being Steve. It ain't easy being cheesy. Right. I mean, Steve. No. <laughs> oh. Are you kidding me? What? Steve's out with his wife for, for their anniversary. That's why he can't make the show. What kind of crap is that? Yeah. Who needs anniversaries? Who yeah. needs why? I mean, you're going to have another one next year. So what's the big deal? Which I like, I like driving to that field anyway because it's like there's you get to drive past a golf course and I like laying out my horn to kind of cheer on the golfers. Oh, you're just like I am. Oh yeah. When I used to drive by him on my Harley Davidson, <laughs> I'd crack that throttle and be a, most obnoxious as possible. God, what a stupid sport. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. I am enjoying the VR golf though. I really am. Oh, really? Yeah. And now they stopped. They added... Originally, it was just putting. And now they added, like, the full-blown course. And you got to use the driver to get to, like, the next... You know, you got you to actually play around the golf, and it's it's a lot of fun. Nice. But I would never do it uh, for real, I don't think. It just seems like a colossal waste of time. <laughs>